feel that the lack of confidence is holding you back? You're in the right spot. Welcome to The Sharon McLaughlin Show. We are going to be talking about building unshakable confidence. You hear the science behind it, and we'll also hear stories from women who have pushed through this and are changing the world. Now, they may have not always had confidence, but they're on the other side now, and we're going to learn a lot from them. With each episode, you'll leave with actionable steps that you can implement today. Thanks so much for joining us. How do you have a curious mind? So many of us are afraid of making mistakes. We're afraid of being wrong and fear prevents us from doing anything, from taking action. I read a book recently, Think Again by Adam Grant. It's a great read and I'd like to focus in on that today. Grant suggests it's okay to be wrong because when we're wrong, we actually learn a lot in the process, especially if we have an open mind and especially if we're curious. He believes that when you're wrong, it's not a weakness. It's actually a path to better understanding. And I love this quote, if knowledge is power, knowing we don't know is wisdom. I think about that quote from Albert Einstein, knowledge is power, and he added to it to know the difference. Let me ask you a question. Who is more likely to succeed? Those who have an open mind or those who are closed minded? When we think about an open mind, we think about developing curiosity to be curious. And so what does this allow us to do for us as individuals? We're able to self-reflect, think about our thoughts, our decisions, and then work on that. And it is advisable to be humble, to know our own limitations. Just because we've been doing things over and over again, doesn't mean that it's right. And it doesn't mean that that's the best way to do it. In his book, he suggests there shouldn't be any best practices, that we really need to look into this deeper, especially as an organization. When we're curious, that means that we're able to be open to other ideas. It means that we're okay with our own ideas being challenged, because again, it may not be the best way to go about something. And when people give us feedback, we can't be angry. I said in my last podcast that feedback is actually a gift especially when it's constructive and it's not done in a malicious way. And when you have this feedback, when you're able to be curious, it actually helps boost your confidence. I'm all about boosting confidence because what this does is solidify whether your ideas are actually, in fact, the best, the best that they can be, at least given this moment in time with what you know, or at least that you're on the right path. And we do that by listening to people, by being open, by being curious. When we're open to ideas, our reasoning skills are expected to improve. Why not? Or being surrounded by information by people that are willing to share rather than being in a silo. When it comes to other people, it's important to be curious to hear what they have to say. This leads to increased empathy. And in this world right now, we need more empathy. When we listen to other people, it allows us to be more insightful to what's going on around us because we're able to see their ideas, their thoughts, their beliefs. Did you know that most companies do better when there's different opinions rather than the tall white male to have diversity, to have inclusion? Those companies do better financially. Why? Because you have ideas, different shared ideas. It's not this one biased feeling coming from the same group of people, tall white men. When you have different ideas thrown in, and you share ideas, 
then you're able to say, I like that idea. I don't like that idea. But as a group, the company can grow together and they can work towards a common goal. And in return, their finances go up. Same happens in our own personal life. We could live in a silo, just our thoughts and actions. But when we start being curious and listening to others, it opens our world up. So it's important to listen to others. Now, when you are interacting with people, Grant talks about different types of mindsets. You have the preacher who stands up at the podium, shares his ideas, but not so willing to hear other people's ideas. He's proclaiming or she's proclaiming their beliefs. You have the prosecutor. They're always looking to find holes in your arguments. We also have the politician mindset. They're more likely to make you happy than make themselves happy. More likely to listen to your beliefs than their own beliefs. And then lastly, which I think is the best, is the mindset of a scientist. Always be curious, always be open, be flexible. You may think something, but what does the, the literature show? What does the science show? What do the results show? What are we finding here right now in this moment? Whatever got us here, those thoughts and beliefs may not be exactly right. So a scientist, they would question it. And when doing so, it means that they're ready to change if need be. Now, as far as being a scientist in the way that we look at things, some of us are going to have some psychological barriers. A lot of us don't like change. We like the comfort of staying exactly where we are. Change could be uncertain. We don't know the end results. Also, we have emotional attachments to some of our beliefs. We've held on to them forever and it's difficult to change. There's also some cognitive biases as well. Think about the first instinct fallacy. We see something very first time. We think about what we've been exposed to in the past and we want to stick with it regardless of what other information comes out. We're like, no, this has worked before less likely to be open to change. There's also desirability bias, which means we're out there looking for what we want to see. Confirmation bias, which is a problem with some scientific studies. We have a tendency to look at the results or go searching for results based on what we want to find. And then there's also binary bias, which means we take a very complex problem and we try to break it into black and white or two simple areas. And not all problems can be broken up that way. I want to read to you another quote. A hallmark of wisdom is knowing when it's time to abandon some of our most treasured tools and some of the most cherished parts of your identity. So with all our beliefs, it becomes part of our identity. And that's why it's so hard to change. But I hope that some of the things that I've talked about today can help you change. So let's look into some of those. One of the things that we can do is look to see how things work, not so much why things work. And when we're thinking about the how, it makes it easier to be open to new ideas. We can also improve our mental agility. And we do that by looking for information. With each belief or each summary, say for instance, you're working on a project, find one thing that's wrong with it one thing and start there. You can also find a challenge network, which means they're your network who constantly question what you're doing. Why is this? What about this? What about that? 
If you've never read the book, The Mom's Test, one of the things that they talk about is when you ask people, they have a natural tendency to please you. They don't wanna say things that are gonna question your thoughts or your findings. So they don't say anything. They say, yeah, it looks great. But your challenge network, they're going to question. And again, if we're trying to move forward and learn, this is what we want. So the biggest thing that you can do is just continue on with those thoughtful self-questioning, how it can be better, why it can be better. And if you think along those lines, you're more likely to make some changes, solid changes. And then when you're talking to people, one of the things that we can do is motivational interviewing, which means asking open-ended questions. You want to take a deep dive into what they're thinking, what their beliefs are. You can listen. A lot of us don't listen so good, right? We're listening to the person talking, thinking, okay, what can I say next? And that's a problem. And then we want to make sure that the person's desire, what if there's a disagreement? Here's three things that you can do. Number one, seek mutual understanding. Understand where the other person is coming from, what their thoughts are, and listen to them. We have to listen. When you're talking, focus on just one or two things. When we start listening, it gets, makes it hard for the person to understand, and we can't refute each of those. So maybe make a list and then decide which is your strongest argument and pick your top two or three, no more than that, and focus in on that. It always goes back to cultivating curiosity. Understand why someone feels that way. What are their thoughts? So you could say something like, could you help me understand your perspective on whatever it is? And one of the most important things about being curious is that you need to be in an atmosphere of learning and where you feel like you're psychologically safe. It makes sense, right? If you're going to be put yourself out there, you need to feel safe. You don't want to feel like you're being judged. So tell me below in the comments below, how do you have a curious mind? What does it mean to you to be curious? If you like this episode, could you do me a favor? Could you give our podcast a great review and also share it with somebody else who can benefit from it? I'll see you on another episode.